A warm welcome to you all on this Monday, the 28th of February. As many of you know, these programs aim to introduce triangles to those people who are new to the work and to encourage them in the forming of their own triangles. They also aim to create a space for those people who are already engaged in triangles to participate in a visualization exercise to support and to strengthen the planetary network. Using the power of focused thought to uplift, transform and illuminate human consciousness, each triangle formed becomes part of a larger network of light and goodwill. Three people come together and daily link in thought to circulate energy through the points of their triangle. And visualizing their triangle as part of a worldwide network, they pour beneficent healing energies into the vast planetary triangular energy field surrounding the planet. The network is created and vitalized by the daily work of each individual member. The cumulative effect of the many thousands of members all over the world who come together in consciousness to serve humanity makes it a powerful, redemptive and effective tool. Every focused triangle that is added to the network enhances the whole lightens the mental atmosphere of the planet and helps to relate the inner and outer worlds. It only takes a few minutes and it can be done at any time during the day. And it's completed by the sounding of the great invocation, which focuses and releases the spiritual energies, energizing and stimulating the planetary network of light and of goodwill. If you are new to the work and resonate to the theme of planetary service through the power of thought, then please do consider forming a triangle. And you can find triangle, Triangle's partners through this webinar by typing in the chat box and hopefully two others will also join you. <coughs> So let's now just take a moment to visualize a network of light. So lift your consciousness to as high a point upon the mental plane as you can. And look out over the world, 
seeing it as one of light, with here and there points and centers of intensified light. See the energies of this network of light pulsating to the rhythm of human aspiration. Regard the group within the planetary network as a channel among many channels, transmitting the energy of the spiritual hierarchy. Imagine the potent love energy pouring through the network of light, stimulating the many points and centers of energy, transforming the pulsating of energy into the rhythm of the planetary heartbeat. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus, with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. Today, the 28th day of February, and the last day of the shortest month, we might ponder on why February is so different in length to all the other months of the year. The reason has its roots in history. In the 8th century, 
Romulus, who founded the city of Rome, established a calendar that had only 10 months, starting in March with the spring equinox and ending in December. January and February did not at that time exist. Winter was not considered worthy of counting. The successor of Romulus was Numa Pompilius, who reorganized the calendar around the 12 lunar cycles, a span of around 355 days. He introduced January and February and added them to the end of the calendar, making February the last month of the year. The Romans believed even numbers to be unlucky, much like the unease that is commonly held today with Friday the 13th. So Numa tried to make each month odd. But to reach the quota of 355, one month had to be even. And February, a month dedicated to Roman rituals for honoring the dead was chosen. 700 years later, Caesar decided to switch the lunar calendar to a solar schedule, adding 10 days to the year, which were distributed among the months. No extra days were added to February, so as not to affect the pagan rituals performed during this month. Pope Gregory XIII changed the calendar once more and increase the year by 10 minutes and 48 seconds to correct a minor but accumulating drift of the calendar away from the equinoxes and solstices, hence the Gregorian calendar of today. A small history lesson, but one that brings into focus the reality that today is an accumulation of the past we are the summation of all past experience. And this brings to mind the meditation seed thought given by the Tibetan to one of his groups. It reads, the past has gone. I am that past. It makes me what I am. The future comes. I also am the coming destiny, and therefore, I am that. The present flows from out the past. The future colours that which is. I make the future also by my present knowledge of the past and the beauty of the present, and therefore, I am that I am. The beauty of the present moment is an idea that is emerging very definitely today in human consciousness. Mindfulness training, which is all about a focus on the moment, is being taught across the board for example, in schools, universities, businesses, and healthcare, to name but a few areas. The aim of mindfulness practice 
is to develop a one-pointed attention to the present moment, which leads, when practiced persistently, to an ability to increasingly detach from the mind and emotions, to view them from a higher state of awareness. As we know, maintaining a focus in the moment is actually an advanced skill, for it is all too easily lost by the intrusion of thoughts about the past or anxieties and hopes for the future. The many today across the world that are striving towards this state of alertness is, however, causing a shift in consciousness. It takes only a moment of alignment with the higher self, a moment of one-pointed focus for the higher light to enter in. The more times we strive to be present, the greater the opportunity for this light to work its magic in the world, light that is preparing the way for the Christ's reappearance. Our work to become present in the moment is therefore vital. And we find as we strive in this endeavor, the more detached we become, the more expansive our view. We realize that there is more to the present moment than immediately meets the eye. For the present holds within itself all potentialities. And we have to learn to penetrate beyond that which is exoteric, to recognize all that a moment offers. This brings to mind Patanjali's Sutra 13, as written in the light of the soul. It reads, through this process, that is the process of one-pointedness, the aspects of every object are known. Their characteristics, that is their form, their symbolic nature, and their specific use in time conditions are known and realized. In learning to concentrate, to maintain a one-pointed focus in the moment, we move beyond all that comes in via our senses to gradually become aware of the meaning that is veiled by the form that we see, that is its subjective quality and its stage of development, which relates it to the whole. Through attentive listening and focused observation, we can begin to see the true nature of the form, that which is a result of its past. We are also seeking to understand the form's symbolic nature, the idea embodied within that is seeking to work out into objective existence. This is perhaps best understood in terms of the human form, for it is through striving to understand the symbolic nature of ourselves that we gain insight as to the nature of others. By observing the mind and emotions, we begin to understand 
the causes of why we think and act as we do. As every thought comes under scrutiny, we have the power to affect the future. For in redirecting the mind away from thoughts which are harmful, negative or selfish, towards that which is good, true and beautiful, we sow the seeds for right human relations in our environment. It is as the moment-by-moment -moment observer that we serve. For in making the link between cause and effect and working with causes, we affect the future and serve the groups to which we are a part. As we begin to touch the idea that exists behind our form, we come to realize our subjective unity with all that exists and that all people are each walking the path to becoming a purified son of God, each working to bring about a particular part of the divine plan. The higher psychic powers come into play for one who is truly one-pointed in the moment that of spiritual perception with its infallible knowledge, the intuition with its unerring judgment, and psychometry of the higher kind with its power to reveal the past. The truth hidden within the subjective idea, that is the life that has been veiled by consciousness, is slowly revealed through the development of these powers then a form's present stage of development and its future relation to the whole can be known. We are each a product of our past, of our experience gained over a multitude of lives. And we bring this combined experience in our work together this evening. As we work in the present, striving to hold a one-pointed focus to create and sustain a triangular network in etheric substance, each of us seeking to touch the idea that is seeking expression at its heart, we contribute to the future and the revelation and glory of the divine plan. So let us now go into our meditation. Let us link in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his.
I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the radiant worldwide triangles network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Now lift your consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle.
visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the Triangles Network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere.
sound the great invocation, silently or aloud. As you repeat each stanza, visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you. So we now come to the um, comments section of this evening. Um, so if anyone has any comments and they wish to speak, then please do raise your hand. Um, and if you have any thoughts you wish to share um, and you don't want to speak, then you can um, write it in the chat box. I came across um, a piece that I thought was quite relevant for today um, and I thought I'd read it out just while you're thinking of things to say. Um, it is the disciples in the world and not the mass of men who today hinder the coming of the avatar and render useless his intention. He dare not come until the disciples and aspirants in the world bring about the needed changes in themselves. For the reason that there would not be enough of the will to love with the fiery essence, where that will is present, two things can take place. One, there can be the needed stepping down of the inflowing energy which the avatar would bring with him so that it can be rendered effective in humanity. The avatar and those who are working with him and under his influence can be provided with a group which can respond intelligently to that influence, recognizing it and absorbing it and distribute the inflowing energy and interpret to humanity the new impelling forces which are occupied with the precipitation of the new vision, the new world order, and the new age ideals. Then will there be very many chilas in the light and all the other graded steps of discipleship. It is the fire of love which he will bring. It is the message of the purificatory fire which he will sound. He will not teach anent the waters of purification, as has hitherto been the symbolic imparted truth. He will impart the fire which burns and destroys all barriers in man's nature, all separating walls between individuals, between groups and between nations. Are you prepared as individuals, as disciples and aspirants to submit yourselves to this fire? And this is a question that's perhaps very relevant today with what is going on in the world. Are we prepared for the, the fire of purification to work on ourselves, to make ourselves purer and better so that we can precipitate the reappearance?
And nobody wants to speak, so let's have a look at the chat. So this with uh, um, the quote is in Dina one. Um, you'll find the actual reference on the um, the uh, the actual talk transcript, which is attached. Oh, it's wonderful. We've got somebody from the Ukraine here tonight. So welcome and um, peace and blessings to you all in Ukraine. We're holding everyone in the Ukraine in, in the light, in the hope of a speedy end to the hostilities. Lots of good wishes and hellos from various people all over the world. And there's someone in, is there anyone from China who wants to create a triangle? So that's Isa, um, who senses that we need more triangles in the East. So if anyone's interested, if anyone's tuning in from the East, Anna says, I think this is an incredible time for the human for humanity in order to express and be the light, love and will all around the lines that connect the planet. Thank you everyone for their contribution. Uh, absolutely, thank you for all, all who participate in these really valuable webinars. And as Heidi says, we we wish peace in Ukraine and peace in Russia and peace throughout the world. Vienne says we are flooding our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and Europe with light and love during this testing time. Their bravery is a quality of the heart and an inspiration for the whole world. We stand together. Thank you for those beautiful words. And as Heidi says, in the present moment, there is a great chance for unity. And as Curtis says, it's a fiery initiation for the people of Ukraine. May they hold the mind steady in the light. There is a hand up. Um, John, let me see if I can. Thank you. Yes, it's John Haran. Yeah, hi, John. And I just wanted to say in this 
time of profound change that we are seeing perhaps for the first time ever a new response to military intervention. Rather than meeting war with war, there has come together a unified economic response. Unprecedented in the history of the world. And so we may see a new method of dealing with these conflicts. And if I may just gently remind us all that the Tibetan has often said that peace is not the absence of war. And so we must make the best that we can of these times. And with that, I'll turn it back to you. Thank you. Thank you. John, for those wise words. And of course, conflict and war, there are always positive outcomes that come from these terrible times. Um, they do have their part to play in humanity's progress towards the light. Violet says we are called to the task of which we have been trained and prepared for. Our opportunity is present within this period of global crisis. And I think we must make sure that that opportunity is maximized by us holding people in the light without judgment. It's important to not judge those in power hold them in the light. For it says very clearly in the Tibetans' words that the leaders of the, you know, the, the political leaders of the world are very closely aligned with the hierarchy. Whether the hierarchical light and ideas get through, I'm not sure, but it's not our place to judge, it's our place to just hold them in the light so that the hierarchical likes can reach them more easily. And I, I mean, I personally have a, a triangle with someone who's in the Ukraine and I've been in contact with him every day um, over you know, social media, um, sending support and love. And it's wonderful to be able to maintain that contact during such difficult times. And I'm sure many of you have got um, links with Russia and Triangle's partners in, the, in these parts of the world. And, um, so our work every day in building our triangles and making those triangles part of the worldwide network and reinvigorating them every day and saying the great invocation 
will be helping to bring light, more and more light, into the world. And of course, the increasing light stimulates the good and the bad, and that's something we have to be aware of. But the light is needed, and that is our role, to maintain a focused presence in the moment so that we can be channels for this light. Uh, and there's a point here. Um, Curtis says, however, prior to the outbreak of World War II, the Tibetan did say that holding such figures as Hitler in the light would be a mistake for disciples. I'm not sure he says it's holding them in the light is a, is a mistake. He says directing light to specific areas. Um, I might be wrong, but um, I think because he does say elsewhere that we mustn't judge um, any figures, um, but hold them in the light. So I'm not sure um, what the exact wording is in externalization, but thank you for pointing that out. The book and page for the quote regarding the work of aspirants and disciples holding us back now. That is a good point. Have I got that written? It's in Dina 1, page 721. So that's the quote that I read out right at the very end about disciples and aspirants being the reason that the Christ can't reappear because we're not quite on it. Adet says, um, the only way to become peaceful is by sharing the world's resources and so create trust and finally peace. We need to understand that humanity is one. Absolutely. All wars are about resources, sadly. Violet said, judgment is interference with that which is in the process of working out. Many of our world leaders are in place for this period of transformation. Yes, and I think that's something that we forget is that it's so easy for us to um, judge our leaders because they don't perform to our expectations of how leaders in our minds should perform but they're working in incredibly difficult situations and they're working with the groups that surround them 
and they have to meet the level of consciousness of the groups of which they are a part. So, yeah, it is easy to criticize the leaders, but it's a very hard job. And, you know, as it says in the in the blue books, it is a great privilege. It's a very privileged position to be and a very difficult and challenging position to be. And we must open our hearts to our leaders, whether we agree with their political beliefs and their political maneuverings ourselves, that's irrelevant. They're in position to run what it is they've got to run and we have to hold, we have to support them we have to hold them in the light the way we in in the west anyway the way that we get rid of leaders that we that don't meet up to expectation is through electing them out once they're in we have to be very careful not to judge Hey, Christine, it's Michael. Can I make a brief comment? Yes, of course. Sorry, I have, I have the host privilege, so I actually can't raise my <laughs> hand. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to, to bring up this idea of judgment, and it's really the other side of that, and perhaps it's sort of the same thing as we're referring to here, the lines a little blurry, is discernment, you know, and, and discrimination, being able to say, you know, this is wrong, and this is right, and this is why. You know, and I think that's a really important responsibility of the new group and of those who seek to spread light is to be able to spread the light of the light of discernment, of distinction, and of sort of moral and spiritual clarity for people. So I just want to highlight that, you know, of course, we shouldn't judge unduly and we shouldn't be prejudiced, uh, politically prejudiced or ideologically prejudiced. I think it is a responsibility. Um, to, you know, to utilize the mind. Of course, the mind is the agent of the light of the soul, um, you know, to, to exercise those faculties of discernment. And that's a, a very, very difficult job when it comes down to the sort of subtle distinctions, which are subtle in one sense, because there's you know, always different measures of illusion present all the time. Um, but it's, I just think it's a huge responsibility and it's a difficult responsibility and something that I think is a, as the human race, we're just sort of coming to terms with that it, that it even is a responsibility to do that. So just to share that with everyone. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, absolutely, Michael. Um, I think the problem with political leaders is that it's all too easy to um, malign them. Uh, mm. uh, and that's, you know, what happens if if a leader um, makes a decision that doesn't meet with one of your own opinions, it's very easy to sort of jump in and, and malign. And that's, you know, the media encourages that kind of attitude. Um, and so, yes, we have to be very careful to, as you say, discriminate. Um, but not try not to criticize or jump on the bandwagon and, and 
join in the criticism, but to maintain a detachment and a dispassion. Discriminate, yes. Yeah, the maintain soul, a dispassion. The, the soul is above all of that. You know, it's above mm -hmm. all sorts of national national prejudice, Absolutely. ideological prejudice. Any sort of prejudice you could imagine, you know, the soul is above all of that. And it sees from every from every single perspective we could we could possibly imagine. You see, this the soul's an initiate of all degrees and on its own plane. And so, Absolutely. yeah, like we even even beyond you know even it sees even beyond the all the human problems probably from the perspective of the soul seem very silly. You know, mm. of course they're for us they're very serious, but um, yeah, there is a. a sort of a different a different vision behind everything that we have to be sensitive to you know, that's we also don't know mm -hmm. the plan yeah. in, in any great detail and we don't know the role of every individual in that plan mm -hmm. um, and that's one of those things that you can access through this tuning into the potentialities of the moment but of course, those are, you know, soul skills that we're in the process of learning. And so I guess until we are able to tap into the past, present and future in the moment, then we have to just be a little careful as to how we judge others and that's all really So Steve says, by invoking light and love and power through our triangles, we can leave those potent energies to do their work destroying veils of separateness that cause problems and strengthening the natural energies of goodwill in people, nations and institutions. Absolutely, thank you. And as Lewis says, as citizens, we must choose between candidates when we vote. That is the form of judging a lead, a form of judging a leader. Absolutely. We vote, um, we, we use our discrimination to decide who's going to be the best leader. And then we vote. And we may not agree with everything that that leader then goes on to do, but. We have to uh, maintain the dispassionate attitude towards what they go on to do. Well, we're coming to the end of our time this evening and there are many comments that I'm sorry, I haven't time to read. Um, 
I just want to thank you all for working together this evening. This Triangles webinar is a very powerful contribution to the spreading of light and goodwill in the world. And everybody who participates, it's deeply appreciated. So um, perhaps we could just spend a, a couple of moments in silence before we conclude. So thank you, and I look forward to uh, working with you again next week. <laughs>